Welcome one, welcome all. Welcome to the Bricks in the Wall, folks. To the show that's trying to empower you, the individual, to tear down that metaphorical wall and to see the truth that's right behind it. Today we have another artist, a music artist, a rapper to be exact. Again, we have a person who has discovered the alchemical secret, harnessing the clay, the brain, and turning base materials into items of gold. In this case, we have a wordsmith, a man who has seen the virtual reality nature that language is and has mastered it to the point that he can use it as a tool for all or for a tool of destruction. So right now, I'm imagining a, a, the power of a good rapper, you know. Imagine a, a somebody in a freestyle battle, a beat, and someone who just got beat and destroyed mentally and emotionally. This is another comrade who has discovered the secrets and he's doing his part, his part to spread the truth. So ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, I would like to introduce you all to Caddy Indigo. Welcome to the show, Caddy. How are you doing today, brother? How you doing, brother? I'm good, good. Yeah, I want to thank you for inviting me to the podcast. No problem, no problem. Um, I, I used to see yeah. your post on Instagram, and you were always posting videos of like documentaries, but of like a mystical, secret... Um, type of mysterious type of stuff, very like ancient history, uh, lost technology. And I would always see your videos and like him. I'd be like, where's this dude getting all this information and stuff? So I, I started following all the kind of the sources that you would post and I'd be like, damn, this dude knows what's up. And then I'm, I'm going through your profile and I found out you're, uh, you're a rapper. So I go to your YouTube videos and I check him out. I'm like, holy shit, this is cool. This is unique. Um, I think it's crazy how everything in the radio basically sounds the same. Yeah, you have different artists and labels, but all the sound to me is kind of the, kind of the same. And, and that just gives more proof to the idea that it's all being controlled and manipulated. And then I listen to something like you. I'm like, wow, this is fresh. This is a new perspective, very unique to you. Like you create something out of yourself and it's unique and random. But that's the last thing they want to put on the radio. They don't want to show that normal average regular people can also create art and potentially uh, spread it out to the world. And I think that's just another tool that they use. They only bring certain artists to the top because they know they can be manipulated and controlled. But what is your idea, Caddy, on the music industry since you're a rapper? Like you said, they, just like you said, they just, they just control it. They don't want no knowledge to get out, really. They, they, they let knowledge get out to a certain extent. Like, for what they're trying to push, the agenda that they're trying to push. But, like, for me, I've been doing music for a while. I barely put out that much music. I do have a lot of music, but I barely put it out because people, for one thing, is knowledge is on a certain frequency, so a lot of people don't understand it. Besides that, they, they shadow ban my music. Yep. So they make, they make sure that I got to manually, I, I really got to put my own billions of dollars into it for people to hear. That's the only way. Right, right. So even, even if I hold up, even if I do that, they still control the system. They can still control Spotify. They control all the things, so they still can block my music. Right, right, right. Regardless. So when did you get started in music? When did you first realize that music was going to be a, a major thing in your life? I've been love music. I never knew if it was going to be a major, major part because, like, I do music on my own time. I'm not an artist that sit there and just go at it, go at it, go to the studio. I do it on my own time. Like a hobby. Yeah, like a hobby, but I do it really just to put knowledge out because I love knowledgeable music. I like lyrics, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, and the people that inspired me 
got inspired by was a lot of 90s artists, a lot of like early 90s, late 90s, whatever. Like people like Gangstar, Blackstar, Wu Tang. And when I was listening to it, before, I'm younger, when I was younger, I was listening to it. Basically, I didn't know nothing they was talking about. I didn't know they was dropping seeds. I didn't know that I, they was talking knowledge at that time. That's why I woke up. Mm-hmm. When I woke up, I went back to the old music. I'm like, oh my goodness. I was listening to all knowledge my whole life. Right. It's crazy, too, because when you really look at rap, when it first started, it was a positive thing. Like, I remember, like, Tupac kind of right. was the, the last reminiscence of that, but it was all kind of, like, empowering people to, like, come together and become a community. But then there was a moment. I, I saw a, a documentary. I think, I think it was um, DMX. He was saying that music was, was positive and we were just trying to help people have fun. But then all of a sudden, they started bringing guns and singing about uh, gangster rap and about killing cops and about just turning it into some d- degenerate shit, you know, just to, to yeah. talk shit and bring the ego up. None of that old, ancient, like, positive knowledge that Tupac used to sometimes sing about. And I'm like, what is your thoughts on that? My thoughts is, well, it went to the West Coast. It went to the West Coast. The West Coast brought like, like, Mm, fuck the police shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like with NWA. And they had, most of them was talking pimp shit that I pimp stuff, you know what I'm saying? Right. But that, they, they, when they came, it was right there, it was still, they were still talking positive in the East Coast, like New York and all that. They were still talking positive on music. But then when it went to down south with Trick Daddy and them, like you're a little dead, mm-hmm. and all, when that music came out, nobody never heard music like that before. Right. So everybody's like, oh, we do do this stuff too, but nobody nobody raps about stuff like that. Everybody used to rap about their flow, how tight their flow is, uh-huh. and stuff like that. But now, when that came about, everybody like, oh, smack. Oh, people rap about stuff like this? And then that's what, but that whole time, that's what the record label wanted to push. Right. To change the game, to bring the game to Atlanta. That's why Atlanta basically still got the game, because that's the most sellout artist. Right, right. True, true. That's and fascinating. They can pay the kids. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, keep going. Sorry. Oh yeah, no, nah, I'm saying they can, and they, they pay young kids, you know what I'm saying? They know they can manipulate them, control them. They get the people out of the hoods, projects that don't have no money, and they know they want to sign any deal. Mm-hmm. So they can, now they can manipulate and control it. That's why they, you don't see a lot of older people that make music with people in their 30s, 40s, whatever. Right. They, they barely get signed. That's they got to so go independent because they can't be controlled. That's... By that time, they know they understand, they know the game, you know what I'm saying? Wow, brother, I never thought about that. That's so true. All the artists that are up and coming are young, naive. They can, like, they're so young, they don't know anything. They can be molded, like you said. So grab them while they're young, you know, indoctrinate them and, and manipulate them. Right. Make them join the 27 Club. Right. <laughs> What's the 27 Club, brother? Uh, I mean, it could be a theory, it could be a conspiracy, but, because I don't mean nothing. But, you know, like, say, uh, Juice Brown, say, uh, what's his name? Jimi Hendrix. Uh, Jim no, no, I'm talking about the younger, the younger rappers. Oh, All shit. All the rappers, they, they die at the age of 27 and get cloned. Oh, shit. Well, I see, I knew there was, it was a thing for the people back in the 60s, like Jim Morrison, Jimi Hendrix, um, Janis Joplin. Yeah. All of them died at 27. And, you know, I, it was so crazy when I was younger. I was like, man, I'm such a badass, too. I bet you I'm going to die when I'm 27. But that day came and passed and nothing happened to me. So, yeah, that's, that's crazy because I've never even heard about the Jimmy Hendrix thing. Yeah, all, all this, I didn't know he died. I did not know that. Yeah, there's like but, yeah. like <laughs> seven artists I think that died in their 27s. They're from the from the 60s and shit. And it's just wild. Like that's not a okay, coincidence. That's the same thing right now. So that's mm-hmm. the same thing he did. The uh, boy that put uh, the thing on his head. I can't think right now. Hmm. He put the uh, the crystal on his head. 
Oh shit! No, I don't. No, I don't know. Little Uzi, Little Uzi. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. He just died too, huh? This year, or last year. Because look, look, I mean, I think that. Yeah, basically, but he, he's still alive to the world. You know what I'm saying. So, oh yeah. Like, to me, I know that's a clone. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Tell, tell, talk to me about that because I had heard a mention about that. But can you tell me that whole story, please? Know the whole story about it, about a Little Uzi. But I just know that. Uh, he even said it. He had to with the interview. He said that he won't. Be, he won't die at that time. Or whatever. He knew he was about to die. He put the the uh, crystal in his head so he could know when he was going to die. It was a cartoon that did the same thing. I think I posted it too. Whoa. But but yeah, that's that basically tell you like basically when you die, when you're going to die, and basically when his got ripped out his head, I figure I just say uh, they say he got ripped out his head, but really they just that's how they made the clone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I had seen a video. I think it was your video that he was saying that he is cloned, that he doesn't know if he's the real him or not. I was like, damn, what the fuck? That's wild. That's just like uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart like that too. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Hart, he got like in a major accident where he like broke his neck and everything. And like two weeks later, he's like squatting 200 pounds. Like, what the fuck? Dude. Whole new body. Right. Like Gucci Man. Mm hmm. Okay. Whole new body. Don't think I don't know. I'd be wondering. I'd be like, if they really know that they're in another body or if they thought. Or they think that's him. I don't know, man. I wonder if they can replicate consciousness or it's just a whole other person with the memories from the previous... consciousness. Right. Consciousness was shit because Dark was doing it. Oh. The ancient Egyptians, Dark was doing it. So I know that they, I know they can do that. You know what I'm saying? And I know, like, say like Kanye. I feel that, like, that's Kanye, but I feel that he got a new sleeve. <laughs> right, a new, a new entity, a new body. That's fucking wild. A new body, man. but the same conscious. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's that's reminiscent in movies. Like I don't know if you've seen the movie The Mummy, and in one of the recent X Men, they did something where they're transferring consciousness, and it's like they're putting it out in the media to dispel this kind of information to the masses, so that when it does happen in the future, they're like, oh, well, this was in a movie. This is I, we kind of know what's going on, and they don't freak out. Right. Right. That's called predictive programming. So, okay, let's get into this. So, Caddy Indigo. I see your pseudonyms are Caddy Indigo and King Unique Cranium. And um, I was trying to break down maybe what the names were. And from the first one, I was guessing that maybe it was from a blue Cadillac. But the more I thought about it, I remember hearing something about Indigo children. Is that what it has to do with? Indigo Starseed, but Caddy came from my middle name. Okay. Well, my government name, but I came from the middle government name, and mm. it was short. I just my sister was called a caddy, so we just used that name. My mom used it as a nickname, so I've been called a caddy since I was a kid, since I was young. You know what I'm saying? And then I just added the indigo on there for the indigo star seeds. What are the star seed children? Star seed children, people that came from different galaxies to evolve this planet, right? To come back. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of us got stuck there. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting. That whole I remember I read about that back in the day when I was first waking up. I heard something about star seed children and how there's different kids being born now that they're sort of like these souls chose to come here at this time and place to help a, a humanity wake up. And supposedly these kids have like psychic powers or they're very intuitive. They're very empathic. And it's this whole new generation of star seed children that are going to help mankind evolve into this new I guess, uh, Aquarius type of world that we're going to have a, a new enlightenment, a new golden era. That's fucking cool. It's just a theory to me. Yeah. It's just a theory. Yeah. I like that theory and I use that theory. Yeah, that's cool, bro. You're, you're incorporating I, 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 symbolism and, and this type of knowledge and infusing it into your art. I think that's beautiful. And what about uh, King Unique Cranium? That's your uh, record label or what is that? You know, it's just a, AKA I made up okay. for music, whatever. 
might change it one day, but right now I'm going to use it because I got songs that I'm going to put out because something to do with it. But King Unique Cranial is because I was, when I was born, I was born with a unique cranial. Well, how so? It's called, it was something called, uh, it's called cranial stenosis. And basically, well, I don't know too much about it, whatever, because I really, really didn't research it that much. But basically, when you're born, I think the head hardens. Before it come out, you know, you got the kid got soft spots. Yeah, yeah. You got soft spots. Yeah. The 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 skull hardens first, like too early. Oh, okay. So that's what it's. I mean, but my mom didn't know too much at that time, and she just let them do what they wanted to do. So I really don't know much. She don't know much, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I just had to have surgery, and basically that's where I just got the name from because my, my a lot of people can't see it, but my cranium is unique. That's wild. When you were saying that, it made me think of, you know how in Egypt, I think you posted this also on your Instagram. Uh, we're going to plug it up in a bit, but you posted something about how I think in Egypt, the babies were born with like unique shaped heads. And that was kind of giving the impression that maybe they're aliens or something. Do you remember that? Yeah. That's but wild. You, it's like, see, you got um, people that born with unique skulls, whatever it is, but you got... Uh, binding scars too. Like you see the people with long scars. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh uh, yeah, that's called the binding scars. But Basically, you... they they wrap a band around it. Okay, so well, when see, that's wrapped around there, and then as they grow, uh -huh. they just keep wrapping it until they shape it. Because you can shape a baby soft head, you can right. shape the head. Right, but whatever you my question is: Do you think that they were? What were? They, why were they doing that? Maybe they were trying to impersonate, or they were trying enlarge to make. They were doing to enlarge the brain. Okay, but then see, I didn't think about that. But what I was thinking was, what if they're doing that because maybe the aliens or the rulers, the pharaohs who actually had shaped heads like that, they wanted to imitate it and kind of be like them. That that was my interpretation. But, I mean, but, possibly because I mean, you're going to do what your grandparents did or your ancestors did. Right. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, if you shape it, you, they like elongate the skull, so that makes gives them more room. So yeah, what if they are making the brain bigger, you know, to make smarter humans? Yeah, they're making it bigger so they can be uh, more intelligent. Damn. Holy shit, I never saw it from that angle. More, more memory, a bigger computer. Right, right, right. Damn, that's wild. And then, and then that kind of hints to the whole theory of like the rulers are always wearing like hats or crowns or something to cover their head. Maybe they're hiding it, you know, they're trying to hide from the people that they're aliens or something. I don't know. Nah, but they are aliens. But <laughs> aliens mean you're not of this earth. Oh, okay. Okay. How so? Different. I mean, I mean, everybody. I'm an alien. Mm -hmm. if you want to call people alien? Okay. True. Well, I, I'm a I'm a real alien because I'm from Mexico and I'm in USA, so I'm kind of an alien. Not alien. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Caddy, when did you start waking up to this? Because I. I like to ask everybody this because there comes a moment in people's lives when they start waking up. Like, for example, for me, I, I kind of started waking up when I confirmed that Santa Claus wasn't real. You know, I, I had a problem when I was a kid. I couldn't sleep and I would stay up at night just thinking and thinking. And it was around Christmas time. And I was like, how does one fat guy go all over the world with one bag and deliver, a, a, what's it called, a presence to every child at one night? That's impossible. So I was just thinking and breaking it down. I was like, no, nah, that does not make sense to me. And eventually I figured it out. Yeah, Santa Claus is not real. And then from there I was like, okay, if Santa Claus is not real, maybe the Tooth Fairy ain't real. Maybe the Easter Bunny isn't real. And then from there it just kind of grew and grew into like maybe the whole world and everything that's going on is not really what it seems. And that's kind of how I awakened. What was your journey? How did you come to this process of awakening? I woke up through Christianity because... I grew up in Christianity. I was forced to go to a, a Baptist church as a child. Mm -hmm. 
And I always had questions that never could be answered. Like, okay, if this is our next day neighbor, she's Muslim, she's a nice person, you talk to her all the time, and we're Christian, how come they're going to hell? Right. But nobody could answer it. Everything was, uh, don't question God, this and that. Mm-hmm. So as I, got, as I got older, I got to a situation, whatever, and I knew that I was had my little personal relationship with God, so-called, whatever, and it didn't turn out my way. So I said, okay. I said, something ain't right. So I decided to read the Bible. So when I read the Bible the first time, I was like, holy shit. And I was just reading it literal. But when I was reading the literal, it kind of woke me up. Mm-hmm. What's so? Say, well, is there something in particular that you were reading that woke you up, or just the whole Bible in general? Look, look, the Bible literally just read it to see. Soon I start reading in Genesis, Exodus. Soon I start reading, I start seeing that if, what they was talking about in the Bible, they was not talking about it in church. Mm, you're hiding things, huh? They don't even go nowhere near what the Bible talking about in church. Wow. They just picking up their own shit. That's just a religion. That's a doctrine that yeah. they teach in church. Yep, exactly. See, I had a similar thing. I grew up in the church. And one of the good things about my, my, my church is the pastor would always say, if you don't believe me, go and research yourself. So, you know, I, I did go through that whole process, too, also of questioning. And I was like, man, this kind of God stuff, it seems not. It's kind of reminding me of that, uh, that whole Santa Claus thing. So I kind of departed from the church for a while. I started researching Hindu uh, religion, all kinds of alternative religions, just to see what was out there. And I departed. I became not an atheist, but I didn't know what to believe in. So I was just questioning everything. But then even recently, I guess uh, three, four years ago, I started taking mushrooms again because I had stopped. I couldn't find them. And I just I wasn't tripping or really thinking deeply because I had left the whole woken agenda of the movement because people didn't want to hear it. They get turned off by it. So I had stopped. But I started taking mushrooms again. And then that pastor died. And then it's kind of like I started rethinking my childhood and all, like, what's going on? And slowly but surely, I started reading the Bible again and, like, seeing, wow, the truth was always there at my nightstand. Everything that I wanted to know and have been searching for all over was right here next to me. And I just didn't want to open the Bible. And it's kind of like, damn, once you look inside of it and you really see it and discern it for yourself. And like you said, not to listen to the people from church because some churches are good, some are bad. Some of them... They know that they're, it's a religion to like indoctrinate people and just keep them under control. But it's crazy how, like you said, once you look in the Bible, you're like, holy shit, what's this? What's this? And you start discovering all this stuff of like, why don't they talk about this stuff? It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. yeah, but I started reading the Bible the different ways. And I started looking up the Bible. So when I'm ready with the concordance, I started reading it from Hebrew in Greek. Oh, shit. Then I'm like, oh, shit. Then I'm, I knew then. I'm like, oh, that's when I started really waking up. You know what right. I'm saying? I started getting into other things, you know what I'm saying? And from there, it was just ball game. Right. And it's crazy because, like you said, <laughs> I, haven't, I, I haven't looked into the Greek or the other versions, but those are the real or truer versions. And then once you look in through them, you realize that there's, like, the Hebrew language it doesn't only mean numbers. It also means you can break it down to numerical values. And all the words in Hebrew, they have a numerical value. And words, for example, like God, peace, love, trust, they all have the same numerical value. But also things like evil, destroy, Satan, they have the same numerical value. So you can actually read more into it through that type of analyze, analyzing that way. It's, it's wild. Yeah, in the concordance, what it do is it breaks down, it translates from the English to from, uh, Hebrew is the Old Testament, and Greek is the New Testament, it translated to English. Yeah. 
And there's so much things that are lost in that translation. So basically, so I, I, most of the time, I rely off the, the King James 1611. Mm -hmm. Because that's like the more authentic from where I, from my understanding or overstanding. Oh, yeah, so, right, right, right. What is overstand? Because you have a song. It's called um, "Understand" or "Overstand." Uh, overstand what I'm saying, and I'm sure you're already keen into this whole word magic and word language. Why did you use the word "overstand" instead of "understand"? Understand is like, just like we talk right now. You understand what I'm saying, and you you, you don't understand what I'm saying. You overstand what I'm saying because if we was talking to somebody else that's sleep, they would not overstand what I'm saying. Right, right. It's, it's, a, it's a different frequency. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're talking on a higher level. We're talking about 4D, mm -hmm. 5D. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I have, I've seen a video where somebody was showed a video of somebody in court, and they were trying to break down the etymology of words and stuff, and they were saying, the judge said something like, do you understand what I'm saying? And then the person say, no, I don't. I overstand. And they were like trying, what they're trying exactly. to do, <laughs> what they're trying to do is they're trying to fuck you with word magic. They're trying to say like, by you saying I understand, you're saying I stand under you. You're above me. I, I have to hold. That too. That too. Yeah, I have to that hold too. credence to you, and it's kind of like little shit like that that they do. Cause I think you posted something else that it was about word magic. How they're saying how all of language is used to kind of put us in a trance, and it's literal. It's like a virtual language that puts people in a trance. You wake up and say things like "Good morning," but "morning" really means you're mourning the dead. And right, right. It's all something else is said whenever you say bless you to somebody who sneezes, you think you're saying bless you like God bless you, but no, you're saying be less you, like you're going to be a less of a person. And it's little things like that that people are not analyzing and they're just saying without even thinking of what they're saying and they're reinforcing this matrix system that they've created. That's it. Yeah. That's, it. That's crazy. It's all it's all, it's all about the mind, you know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Control the mind at, at every cost. So your Instagram is fire, brother. Can you, for, let's plug it up, and then let's talk about how you started it and how it evolved and, how, and what was your aim and purpose of it. So what is your Instagram account? Community Cranium. It's, it's Caddy underscore Indigo. Caddy Indigo, yeah. I'm going to post it, but y'all should go check him out. He's always posting some, everything he posts, basically, I like it and save because it's like, not like he says, he's dispensing knowledge. And it's up to people who really want to know what's going on that you save that knowledge, integrate it into your life so you can explain it to others. Because I see a lot of people out there, they think they're truthers, but they're out there just fucking like skimming the surface, barely, barely even getting deep in, into what's really going on. And they think they're truthers, but it's like, nah, man, if you want to be a real truther, you have to go seek knowledge integrate it and figure out how to share it to others because i think one of the biggest things that we're here to do is to help wake all the others up we're all in a trance most people are in a trance and if we can just wake up at least half of the population we can take back everything that's going on and, it, and it's just because people are so indoctrinated that they don't even see it that they, the people in power remain in control so your instagram is caddy indigo y'all please go check it out when did you start your Instagram, and was and when did you and when you started, was your intention to spread truth, or was it just like I'm just gonna open an Instagram account? Well, I did open my Instagram account a while ago, but I was on all different networks. I was on Facebook for a while, and then Facebook took my page from me. I was, I mean, I had two pages on Facebook that they good. You know what I'm saying two personal pages, and I had two like pages on Facebook that good. I've been doing this for a while, while, while. So 
Instagram. I went back to Instagram because I barely used to use your Instagram. So Instagram, I just was posting regular. They would always shadow ban my posts. Right. And then I, I then I was just thought I was just thinking I was like, you know, I want to do something different. So I decided to post stuff for the atheists. Oh, that's fucking smart. <laughs> I post for the atheists because I know the atheists research. Yeah. Right. But they don't even but they don't believe in certain things. Uh-huh. And then I'm a spiritual being, so I decided to add post for the spiritual people. So I, it's a collapse between the spiritual and the atheist. That's why you see a lot of crazy shit going on in the comments. Mm-hmm. And I don't get into it like that because it, like everything I post, I, besides like a lot of flat earth, everything else I've, I've been posting for years. Right, right, right. And what, what see, because that's another thing. Whenever, when I was younger, I, w- I would always, my, my thing is truth in media. I'm truth in media on Instagram. And that's because when I was younger, I would watch movies or shows or cartoons and there would be times where they would, they would like drop a seed of knowledge or a, a truth or something that, something unique that it flies over most people's heads. But I would see it and I would understand and be like, well, this is not just a movie. They're implanting ideas into my mind. And some of them are good and some of them are bad. But it's like I started realizing all this stuff and, I just, and now I see entertainment or media. It's not just for entertainment. It's, they're, they're fucking with your mind. They're trying to put stuff into your head. So I would see all of this stuff. And I would kind of save it on my head. And as I got older and I got a phone, I would like take screenshots of like quotes in movies or scenes in movies that they're trying to like uh, either indoctrinate you or to awaken you. And I would be like, I wish I could put this stuff somewhere to help waking others up. And it took me a long time to realize, man, you know what? I'm going to start an Instagram and do all this stuff. But once I did, I realized, holy shit, there's so many other people doing the same thing. And it made me very happy. Because I was like, man, I feel like I'm in an individual just trying to wake people up. And who am I? I'm just one random crazy guy at one spot, and he's trying to wake people up. But then I realized, no, there's thousands of people like us out there. And it's, it's amazing to see. And your Instagram, like, p- please, y'all go check him out. Because all the stuff that he's giving out, it's, it's free, first of all. And it's stuff that's going to help you grow and become a better human. What good does it do that you're consuming entertainment from the radio or from regular TV or cable? All that shit, like I keep saying, it's poison for your soul. They're trying to infect you with their ideology. And what I'm trying to tell you and wake y'all up to do is to seek the alternative. Seek the individuals like Hattie or, or Arturo that I have in my last episode who are creating art, not, not for fame, not for money, not for fortune, but it's because it's, it's something that they're being called to do. And it's like, like this, this podcast thing, no one's paying me. I'm not... No one's telling me, hey, you need to do your podcast today or go research. It's, it just comes out of me instinctually. It's like a calling. I saw this very oh. interesting post. It says something like, um, many people might not understand what you're doing, but that's why God called you and he told you. Because you, whoever you are, you have something unique, special inside of you that God put in there. And if you can only realize it, harness it, and then spread it out, you're going to make the world a better place like you. You, you, you figured out, you discovered your love for music, and now you're making music. And then not only that, now you're infusing it with truth and knowledge for a positive, for a positive thing. And I think that's beautiful, brother. Whenever you started making music, did you start off sp- speaking truth in it, or was just, it was just music? Truth. Really, from the beginning? From the beginning, in the beginning, it wasn't too much knowledge, but it was not that it was going on in the streets with knowledge was going on, like real truth was going on in my life. Right. So it's basically truth, you know what I'm saying? Because it's trying to people that that's what's going on. Hell yeah, brother. 
So whenever you do go about making a song, is it like, does something pop in your head or do you sit down to actually write or how does the process, the creative process work for you, brother? I was younger. I used to write, but I stopped and now I just freestyle. I just do bar at a time. That's cool, brother. I think this, that's, it's an art that's not as valued because to me, freestyling, I know there's some rappers out there that they work on shit and they have it in their head. But I think it's cool when people on the spot, in the moment, come up with something like fresh and unique. And it's like, that's why you Hold have up. to be very, okay. no- sorry, up. go ahead. Go, go ahead. Now, freestyling off the top for a long time, that's not, I can do that if I take practice, but I don't entertain that because that's not what I do. I'm not trying, out here trying to be that type of rapper. But when I freestyle, I freestyle, like I don't write it down. I just do it on the mic. Uh-huh. little at a time, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'll sit there, I'll, I'll say a bar, a couple bars, then I'll just take my time, think about the next bars, and then say it. Instead of writing them down, I'll speak them on the mic right there with the same energy that's coming that I thought about. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow. So, let's see, like, for your first song, when you first started, when how would you record it? Just at home, on your computer, or did you... Because I've seen some pictures you have where you're at a studio, but I'm sure when you started... That was probably not the case. How how did you start when you first started? Well, well, when I first started, I did it at home because I went to school for audio engineering. Oh shit, cool. But right after that, about I just do both. Like sometimes I do the I do the the hard drive home, and sometimes I put them out if I like the way it's mixed. And if not, if I don't like that, I just go to the studio. It don't matter. And so, do you like go and find a beat that's already been made, or you make your own your own beats and stuff? My own beats. That's cool. I started off as a producer. I started off just making beats. That's badass, bro. So you like, before, since you were in high school, you already knew that your path was gonna was gonna involve music. Basically. <laughs> that's fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm with the music. Yeah, see, that's what I've noticed with the people that I've had on that are artists. It's like they knew since they were kids basically they they knew what they wanted to do and they they went after it and it's just sad when there's so many people out there i feel everyone's an artist in some form or another but they don't they don't really realize it or they don't go after it and it's sad yeah, because right. because there's that's so- not go ahead promote that's not what the industry promotes that's not what the world promotes the world promotes like you have to look like this you have to sound like this to be an artist right that's, right. that's not true you could be anything like it's, it's artists like very white with a deep voice you know, he barely sung. Mm-hmm. He, he made hits. You had artists like, I don't know if you ever heard of Keith Sweat. He's the R&B singer. He don't have the best voice, but he made hits. Right, right. And also, like, that that guy from the 60s, Bob Dylan. Like, he can't sing for shit, but he's, like, one of the best. Like, he still <laughs> makes music and some of his albums, even though he's, like, I've noticed artists in their older music it's not as great, but the, he, like, renames himself every time. He makes new shit all the time, and it's, like, Wow, this guy's from the sixties and he's still making like new cool shit. And it's like, damn, that, that's a real true artist who can evolve. That's badass. The creativity don't stop as long as you do. Right, right. Yeah. Do you ever get a writer's block? Like do you ever feel like you wanna write something or you wanna do something but it's not working? It's not happening? Back when I used to write, yeah. But now when I as I freestyle, it don't happen. Freestyle, I can just freestyle it. Cool. Sometimes it might take me longer, um, but the topic is, if it's um, how lyrical I want to be, I want to be real lyrical, and, like put like three different things in one bar, 
Uh-huh. Then I'll just I'll take my time. It probably took me a while, like a couple hours. Right, right, cool. That's fucking fascinating, bro. And so when you're recording, do, right now, do you have a studio or where, where do you record? Because I see you, you were at a studio. You had a picture where you were at a studio. Is that, what, what, what studio is that? I've got to be in that studio. I just go to random studios. I don't have a home studio. I just do my, well, I have, I have a home studio, but I'm talking about a studio outside of my home. Mm-hmm. I don't have a, like a studio, uh, a main studio that I go to. I just go to random studios trying to find the best one. Cool, cool. Yeah, man, you're in Atlanta, and that's like the music hub for, for rap and hip-hop and all that stuff. I'm not there no more, though. Oh, no? Where you at? No, I'm out of Jersey right now. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Jersey. Damn. Um, yeah, Atlanta. That's yeah, that's cool, brother. Um, so, as we were talking earlier, we were talking about your Instagram and how, like you said, you that was very smart that you did the atheist, the atheist stuff to kind of like go under, kind of like a Trojan horse, I see that. Kind of like, oh, shit. Because I did get shadow, I've gotten shadow banned a couple times, but I never thought about it like that. Like, post stuff that's gonna go in favor of the others, and then that's kind of how they let you post stuff. It's crazy how you. I really want to show people how, like, show atheism, show spiritual, show this show how it's all connected, how spirituality, spirituality has a science to it too. Right. Like how an atom is empty. Uh huh. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Like, uh, atheists want to look that up like this is an atom and if I show information showing that an atom go all the way down to nothing then they're going they have to believe it <laughs> right I think it's crazy how atheists I, I, there's this quote that I always pull up Let, I'm going to pull it up right now it's from the Masonic um, encyclopedia they have a quote for people who are atheists and and when I, I discovered this quote I was like there it is the people in control are showing you right now that that there is a God, because if there wasn't a God, they wouldn't be saying stuff like this. Here, I'm looking it up. Okay, right here. Here he goes. Sorry. Okay, here we go. This is from the Masonic Encyclopedia, the Freemason Encyclopedia. It says, an atheist, one who does not believe in the existence of God, such a state of mind can only arise from the ignorance of stupidity or a corruption of principle. Since the whole universe is filled with the moral and physical proofs of a creator. So it's right there. The people in control, the Freemasons who, who run almost everything, are telling you, hey, there is a God. And if you, don't, if you can't see that, you're a stupid person. You're ignorant. Yeah. And, and that's what they're trying to do. They, everything that they do in the mainstream is to push away God. I had this podcast with this Christian guy. His name's Josh Monday. Y'all go check him out, please. He, he told me something that's going to stick with me forever. He said, the whole world's looking for answers. I, I, th- I mentioned it earlier, but the answers are right there in your nightstand. They took, they took the Bible out of uh, the schools. They took prayer out of schools. And look what happened. Look where we're at. And I know people are going to roll their eyes and say, oh, it's just because we're not all Christians. And it's kind of like, man, Christianity has been infiltrated and changed. Like you said, that it's become a, a, a form of control. But true Christianity... It doesn't necessarily involve a church. It involves you being a good person, reading the Bible, and trying to be that Christ consciousness of forgiveness, love, and, and trying to accept everybody. You know, Christianity actually was used. As, it was supposed to be a tool to help certain minds understand what this reality is, what's going on. You know what I'm saying that's what Christianity was. That's what Islam supposed to be. That's what religion is supposed to be. And Christianity was supposed to be used as a good tool starting off. Mm-hmm. It was a good tool, and they just try to change it 
to brainwash the people. Right. But you, through doctrines, not allowing people to read the Bible, not allowing people to understand the Bible, switching it up, putting it in different languages, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, well, I can say more, but I'll let you go, guys. No, go ahead. Keep going, brother. Please, that's good. That's good. Stuff. Now, I don't want to get too far out. <laughs> okay, that's good. Well, I, let me talk about this because I started going to church yeah. again. So there's a big church by my house, and it, it made me very sad whenever we went. They were handing out pamphlets, and their main logo, it's the all-seeing eye. It, okay, let me explain it. The logo for this church, it's... Uh, when, when Jesus died, they, they, they didn't bury him. They put him in a tomb, and they put a big rock over it. But in this logo that they made, it's the tomb with the round rock moved to the side. You know, that's symbolizing that Jesus resurrected and he came out. But the way they drew it, it looks like an all-seeing eye. And it made me so sad because I've seen so many videos of people who, who, who infiltrate churches just to manipulate them. Like you said, they're... they're they're wearing a face mask. They're trying to show you that they're a good Christian, but underneath they're a wolf, and they're trying to uh, just pull the pull the attention and the energy from the people away from God and to feed it to themselves. And it's like, damn, they even infiltrated this giant church. That's the all-seeing eye right there. I don't know who drew it or who did it, but I'm yeah. almost 100% sure the not? person who did it knows. What do you, what do you think about the all-seeing eye? Well, to me, the all-seeing eye is the all-seeing eye of Lucifer. I know some people, other people try to take it as the all-seeing eye of God. But, th but then again, you also have to pay attention that Lucifer inverts everything and tries to imitate God. But to me, it's the all-seeing eye of Lucifer who can see everything and is seeking to make sure it sees everything so he can have everything under control. Now, the way you said it, I'm, I'm kind of in getting the inkling that maybe it means something different for you. Different. Well, the all-seeing all eye is the... Penis land, the pineal land. Okay. That's the Aussian eye. That's what it stands for. Aussian eye over top of the pyramid. That's what the dollar. Mm-hmm. The pyramid. Just think of the pyramid as your nose. Mm. Okay, but what about this? Because I've seen that. But to me, look, I, I like like meditating and doing astral projection and stuff. And I want to talk to you about that stuff because I used to do that as a child. But the more I become a Christian, I guess, or the more I research or see the world through that Christian lens. I start to see that, okay, what if the pineal gland, it's because I, I get so confused, but to me, what if they're using that to like get people to start searching into the occult, the dark side of things? Because yeah. I, I notice when people start talking about the third eye, what they want to do is they want to go into that astral realm. They want to see the, the mysterious, what's really going on behind the scenes. But then again, you also have to see that the Bible says you don't mess with that stuff. You don't mess with divination or you don't mess with like um, magic and all this alternative stuff. And I used to do it. You know, I still sometimes take psychedelics and I'm sure that goes completely against the Bible. But yeah, I guess I do. I can see it both ways. But see, that's the thing when you get into this type of research is that all this symbolism and stuff, they can invert it or they can make it into anything. So they can make people believe into all kind of stuff. But yeah, sure. I, I, now that you're saying it that way, I, I guess I can see it that way. The all-seeing eye is the pineal gland, and that is the reason that they put fluoride in water and that they poison yeah. us to calcify it so that we don't have access to that because that gives you access to God, right? See, this thing like this. The people that's in control right now, right, they got the information from Morris. Okay. All right. And... Basically, they corrupted. They switched all. They switched all around. The, the the basically they're using 
basically magic for evil. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're using it for evil. They use it is like uh, well, I don't even want to say, but the pineal gland. Yeah. Is is basically when you when you open up your pineal gland, you heighten heighten your senses. Right. Uh, your in- intuition, clairvoyance, your psyche. Like for instance, I say uh, for my son plays football. Mm-hmm. Coaches out there, if they play daddy ball in politics, whatever. Okay. I can see what they're doing. Wait before they even say anything. I can see everything that's going on. Right. It's psychic because my plan of is open. Your intuition. The other, the other people around, they cannot see what's going on at all. Right. But I can see. And you think this is because uh, your pineal gland or you, just because you're no. awakened? No, my pineal gland. Right. It's a, it's a three-way system. It's your pineal gland, your pituitary gland, and hypothalamus. Right, right. Damn, see that, that that's crazy how the, the, it's crazy how the ancients knew and understand this stuff. But when you tell people this stuff now, it's kind of like they roll their eyes and they're like, "Oh, you're one of those guys." But no, there's definitely something to it. And, and let's talk about that because when I was younger, like I said, I would have insomnia and I couldn't sleep, and and so I would lay in bed and 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 just lay in bed, and, and eventually. I didn't know how, but I started meditating on my own. I, I just discovered it was just something I would do. I would close my eyes, and I would try not to move, and I would try not to think of anything. And my dad, when he was younger, he was like, he wasn't very emotionally there. So when he would get upset with us or we did something that upset him, he would tell us, go to your room and go to sleep, kind of like a punishment, because he wouldn't really hit us. Sometimes he would, but he would, he would just say, go to your room and go to sleep. You're tired. So I would... And I would just lay there, like the same thing. I would lay there and I would just meditate. And after a while, I, whenever he, my dad would tell us, okay, go to your room, you're tired. I kind of enjoyed it because at that point, I was having like many psychedelic trips in my head. I was, I don't know what it is, but I was having kind of DMT experiences. And if you research it, you can do this. If you meditate to a point, you can either astral project or you start learning about yourself mentally in, in really weird ways. So... When I would go to bed, I would meditate. I would not move. I would try not to think about anything. And then eventually, I would see little DMT movies in my head. And I would call it um, cartoons. It would be like, oh, great. I'm going to my room. I'm going to watch cartoons in my head. And then I started reading about astral projection. And I discovered, holy holy shit, I'm kind of doing the same thing. What's going on? And I researched it. And then I got into lucid dreaming and to all this stuff. And, and there's definitely something to it. Lucid dreaming is when you go to bed with the intention of waking up in your dream so that when you wake up in your dream, you can, you're like Neo in the Matrix, you can do whatever you want. And I used to love... You're conscious of your dream. You're right, right. What's that? You're conscious of your dream. Right. You're conscious that you're... Yeah, you wake up and you realize, oh, this is just a dream. I guess I'll fly. I'll, I'll do what, You can do anything you want. It's like you're in the Matrix. Yeah. And then yeah. I started doing all that. I was like, holy shit, what, why don't they teach us about this stuff in school? Why doesn't anybody talk about... That's why would they teach you that and that's the real world. How so? That's why, that's why they say death is an illusion. That's why death is fake. Because if you leave out this body, that's where you're going to. You ain't going to even know that you died. Hmm. You're going to wake up and shit like, oh shit, I had a dream. I, I, this happened. <laughs> right. You go totally somewhere else. So yeah, yeah. when did you discover this about astral projection and, and lucid dreaming and all this type of stuff? Years ago. Years ago. It's and, been a while. And then you actively. So I, no, I don't fluently. Astro travel or astro project. I don't fluently do it. But 
I do it from time to time. Yeah, it's it's not it's not like a for sure thing. It's not like okay, today I'm gonna master project. It's like practice. You need to do it so often that sometimes it'll work, but most of the time it won't. So, enough, I just, in my life, I never had enough time to practice. <laughs> right, right. I have things going on at my mind. Like when it's my turn to do it fluently, I would do it. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I think it's so cool that monks like separate themselves from society and they go to like monasteries and they fully focus their attention into that type of stuff. And I'm sure they can do it easily all the time. And I've seen documentaries when they talk about the Hindus and, and they're, they, they're called Siddhis. Um, after you become a monk, after a while, you master your mind to where you unlock these powers of like telepathy, uh, clairvoyance. Um, some even say that they can melt stone. Yeah, I didn't have to do what they did to do that. Right, right. I, I, Already right now. Yeah, but I just think it's fascinating. Imagine how 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 much mastery these monks have over their mind because they don't have like the the distractions that we do, like going to work or paying bills or driving. They're just sweeping the monastery, just focusing all their attention into like letting go, kind of. So they don't actually, know what they're doing in their heads. We don't know what where they're traveling to. You know what I'm saying? We just see pictures of them all together meditating, but we don't really know what's going on. No, hell no. No, man. I, I remember watching that documentary, <laughs> and this, this monk was talking, and he was saying, I chose this for my life. I realized that society wasn't exactly what it was meant to be, and, and all I wanted to do was master my mind. And I was like, damn, this dude's so like high, highly evolved. Like He doesn't have any of the distractions that we have to deal with, so he has so much more... Um, how would I say ram space to like really dig into that stuff? But but the only thing about that is you have to go through negative to get the positive. You gotta go get through the dark to get to the light. True. So okay, people yeah. that go through a lot of people that go through a lot of things and get through it, you know what I'm saying? That they are going through the shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you don't have to go through, it's like okay. True. That's so it's, true because. Your conscious, your, your soul is not achieving anything. Right. And that just hints to this, this dualistic nature in this universe. Like like you said, you can't know what good is if you don't have a bad time. Like, how do you... If you go through a shitty childhood and then you evolve yourself, you realize what's going on and improve yourself and, like, you pull yourself out of it, you're a much more powerful person than someone who was born into a monastery and had it good their whole life. It's, right. it's, such more, right. it's much more valuable when you're in the world, I guess, and you, like figure it out yeah that's beautiful that's cool i didn't see it that way so but tell me about your uh, astral travel Uh, tell me about that i want to hear what your story is everyone's most memorable one is one time i don't know i'm not going to call it a travel i don't even call it i just call it projection okay one time i was in my where i was at i was had i was staying at my mother's house right Mm -hmm. and I didn't live there. I was standing there. I was, I was standing at night, me and my uh, queen. And I was laying on the couch, right? And then my dad came in late night, probably like 2 o'clock in the morning. And he just turned the TV on. It was making all this noise. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I remember saying in my head, like, man, why is he doing this? Like, <laughs> I got the fuck like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden I got up, went in the room, slowly went in the room. And then I laid in the bed. Right next to my queen, I was chilling. I felt so good, like the best chilling in my life. And I just chilled there. I was just woke, chilling. Uh-huh. And then I woke up, and I was still on the damn couch. Whoa. So you remember getting up and going to lay down to your bed? That's the bed. I still remember right now. I still, I can still, that's my favorite one. <laughs> oh, and the, so you think you teleported back, or what do you think happened? 
you automatically go back to your body. Anytime you ask to travel, ask to project, you automatically go back to your body. There's no, you're never going to get lost and all that. Oh, 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 you're, you're saying, like, you're saying you're, you're attacked. You're saying your soul moved to the bed, but then when you woke up, you you jumped back My into body, your body. Yeah. Oh, okay, every I time see. you dream at night, you really leave in your body. Right, leave right. in your body every time. You leave that you leave it. That's such a wild idea. And I heard another thing about dreams. I heard. I remember. I read somewhere that if you have a dream and you remember it, it wasn't only a dream; it was a message. Like it's tr the the dream or whatever the astral plane is trying to you tell you something. It. Yeah, that, that's, that's people giving you your ancestors or yourself, your higher self giving you messages. Right. You can decode them if you use them in this uh, three days. Let me tell you, my the, the latest astral projection or dream or whatever I had was a couple, maybe a month ago. I, I, had, I keep having this dream. I've had it about three or four times in my life now. But I dream that I go to this place, to this building that looks like a pyramid, but it has glass in it. It's, but I never get to see the whole building. But in my dream, I have to go inside. I have to, I have to look or find or discover something inside, but I can't find a way inside. And and every time I'm about to get in, I wake up. So I woke up from that dream, and I told my wife about it. And then and so I woke up to go to work, and I and I, I always put my phone on on Spotify. I put random my my songs that I've liked and saved. I put on random, and the first song that played was "Somewhere You Belong" by Linkin Park. And that was one of those synchronistic things that to me was like, holy shit, I just had this dream that I remembered that's supposed to be a message. And now the first song that I play on random on Spotify is Somewhere I Belong. So I feel like the universe maybe was trying to tell me something right there. I don't know. But cool. that's a death. What's that? That's a cool. That's how they deliver messages. Right. That's what I felt. I was like, holy, wait, what's... And I stood there. Like, I, I, I was going to put my car in drive. But I just sat there like, wait, what is, what is going on right now? And that's what I felt like. I'm getting a message, but I don't really understand what it is. Maybe they're trying to tell me that I have to do something or go somewhere and be something. I don't know. But it's like, damn, I love those little synchronicities like that. It's kind of like the universe winking like, yeah, you're doing the right thing. Keep going. Yes, yes. That's how the ancestors, that's how you communicate with us. That's how your higher self communicates with yourself. Or that's how the universe, everyone say God. That's how it communicates, you know what I'm saying? Like, because, believe it or not, I haven't read that much books. I read a lot of books, but I don't read that. I don't get my information from books. I get my information through downloads. Right, yes. I get my information, just like you said, like, if I'm researching, if I want to know something, I, I want to research something, if I'm thinking about something, it'll, it'll pop up somewhere. Somebody come talking to me or... It end up on TV. It could be on the radio. It could be anywhere. Right. The information that come to me, I go look the information up in three different ways, uh -huh. in three different sources, and it end up true. Right. Yes, I've heard it. I, uh, my homie, some some one of my homies told me that one time he was having like a hard mushroom trip in downtown. They were lost, and they were asking God for help, like in their mind, please, I need to get out of here. I need to go home. I need to find my car so I can get out of here. And then like he heard some homeless guy mumbling to himself. And he said something that I forgot what it was, but my homie said that was like your story because I had told him my story. And he said that I feel like that was like your story. That homeless man said something that I feel my higher self was telling myself and I calmed down and I found my truck and everything was cool. I went home. But it's things like that. People are looking for answers. But like you said, you put the intention out there 
you think about it and you put that frequency out there and the universe will respond in some way, some form or another. But people are not listening. They're, they're so, they're thinking too logically. They're not opening in themselves up to that possibility that maybe a homeless man has the answer or maybe that uh, a, a leaf falling from a tree is, is, a, is a message or a butterfly flying in front of you is a message. But back in the day, back in ancient times, People saw these omens or like these, these symbols, these things that happened to them as, as messages. One of my favorite ones that I always talk about is in Avatar. Have you seen the movie Avatar? Caddy? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so in the, in the, in the movie, um, in the, movie the guy becomes an avatar and he's in that alien world and he goes out into the jungle or whatever. And this, um, the lady who's an alien She's going to kill him. She has an arrow pointing at him or something. And then all of a sudden, a butterfly lands on her bow. And she sees, oh, this is a message. Maybe I'm not supposed to kill this guy. And so she retracts the bow. And it's things like that that I'm trying to, trying to explain that sometimes the universe will give you a little symbol, a little message, and you need to follow it. Even though you may not understand it, there's something there that the universe is trying to help you do. But so many people... You can look it up because there's, I'm driving, and then a turkey just walked across the car <laughs> slow right out of nowhere a wild turkey a big wild turkey that's a message you look it up right see what it meant what it meant in the ancient times or whatever and it, it'll tell you right there boom yeah mm-hmm. and everything has a symbol like somebody i heard on a podcast somebody said that hawks mean something and that hawks would always fly around him at a certain when he asked certain questions or something and it's like that that's how the world works but people don't see it that way because of education and the whole schooling system we're being yeah, we're being pulled away from that. The spiritual world, we're being pulled into this natural, physical world, and we're kind of being forced by society to be like, no, this is what's real, the logical, material world, not the spiritual woo-woo, butterfly kind of shit. But I'm like, nah, man. The more, I feel like we're going through this awakening right now, more, like, because of COVID, so many fucking people are waking up that it's inevitable now. The media is losing control. CNN just lost their CNN Plus thing. They spent like, I think $30 million on it and they only got like 10,000 subscribers. And this is just more, yeah, nobody wants to watch that shit. Um, This is just more proof that they're losing control. Because of the internet, people can now go and look up their own information. And this is another thing, the remote control, you're remotely controlling what you program yourself. When you put whatever you're putting on on TV, you're programming yourself. But, but you also have that control. You can control it to indoctrinate yourself with good, positive stuff, with education, with knowledge. And I think that... The yeah. bad thing, the people that's controlling the world is just putting all negativity mostly. Yeah, entertainment. Even the knowledge that they're putting out is fabricated and false. Right. So our job to change the world and change... And we take over the news stations. We take over the music industry. That's the only way. Yep. That's the new world. Yep. I talk about my songs, my music. Yes, sir. Exactly. That's what I love, man. See, like, you you figured it out. You're doing your thing, your part to make the change. And every, I, I hate when people, like, in the truth of the movement say, like, oh, we need to fight back. We need to, we need to uh, organize. But it doesn't happen that way. It happens by you, yourself, the individual, po- right. empowering yourself. Like, just by you doing that, you're going to change the people around you. People are going to look at you and be like, well, this guy's different. What, why is he always talking about this weird, random shit? And then slowly but surely... Some people, you'll help them awaken. Some of them, you won't. But some of them, you'll plant the seed, and then they'll go on their own. Yeah, I can tell you, about three years, I can tell you, at least 
uh, for a fact, a thousand people have been in my inbox saying that I helped them wake up and they love me. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. That's what it is. That's what we have to do. Just be yourself and put it out. Put out the good stuff. Like, don't be putting out negative shit. And that's what I hate about the whole rap and music industry right now. They're putting out negative, negative, the dumbest, lowest vibrational shit, like the ego, <laughs> money, cars, hoes. Like, what, what, is that really what, what they're teaching people to go after? Like, this is the lowest shit. Yeah, but the radio stations and the DJs is playing. If the radio station don't play it, they lose their jobs. Right, right. And most of them is tied into the Masons and everything. So, yeah. and, and Boulets yeah. and all that stuff. They know, you know what I'm saying? It's all about money. Right, right. And, but why do you think that is? Why do you think the world wants to keep people in the control in the negative way? They want to keep control of the world. Right. So they have to keep the world in, confused. They got to keep the world in the dark uh -huh. so they can keep control, but it's over for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's time for the world to change. It's and time. It's over. It's being Aquarius. It's time for a new age. So do you think that that's what's going to happen, that we're going to change, that we're going to get... We already, it's happening. It's the beginning right now. Yep. Exactly. See, and right now, it's already happening. Sometimes I'll get like in. I don't know about you, but me when I when I research this stuff for a while, maybe once a month or something, I'll get burnt out, and I'm like, no, you know what? I need to stop. I, like, what am I doing? What am I really doing? And I'll feel down, but then the next day I'll be like, no, I feel it. I really feel the energy of the world. The people are, they're not taking it no more. They're fucking tired because of COVID. They're tired of the people in control. So many people bought into it took the vaccine or whatever, did everything that the people in power said to bring back the old normal, and they didn't. It, nothing, it never came back. And so people now who were, like, really dependent on the news and the system, they're like, man, fuck y'all. Like, y'all took two, three years away from my life. Like, no, that's enough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I want to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... to... So many people started music or podcasts or writing so it woke so many people up that yeah it's undeniable now we're going to win it's just gonna it's just a matter of time i think let me tell you, let me tell you the crazy thing is i never went through the like this whole pandemic it, it didn't really affect me because i never wore a mask i barely wear a mask when i did wear it i wear it under my nose mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like right now i don't wear a mask right i never i did not ever i would never take a vaccine i won't even go to the hospitals i deliver my own babies and everything really so yeah. Holy shit. I don't care systems. I don't do enough nothing that you got. I'm not a private citizen. <laughs> wow, brother, you went that deep. You had your babies at your home? With with like a doula or how how, how hey, I delivered them. You yourself? Yeah. Wow, dude, that must have been such a spirit such a a powerful moment. I'm gonna share it with you. Go ahead. I'm gonna share it with you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send it to you. Okay, cool. Dude, because I remember when my daughter was born, I did not deliver her, but I was there. I saw it, but when I, they first put her in my arms, I was, it was such a transcendental, a spiritual moment that I'll never forget it. Like, I remember just looking at her and being like, all the potential that's inside of you, all the possibilities that can happen, and this is just starting. Like, my, my world's totally different. I had this person that has to depend on me. And like, but, like, to actually bring them into the world, wow, dude, that must have felt like... I, I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, and there was uh, three lotus births. So the whole 4% that went inside their body and turned into a branch. And I have a video for it. Dude, that's fucking wild. <laughs> and you cut the umbilical cord and all that too? You don't have to cut the umbilical cord. Oh, it comes out? It's, and in a couple of days, about three, four days. The longest one was probably like four or five days. Whatever. 
it the, the it turns into a branch. Uh huh. Or it turns into a branch and just falls off by itself, like boop. Wow. So you don't have to put Vaseline on it. You don't have to put no coconut oil. You don't have to put nothing on it. It does not don't bleed or nothing. Right. It just off naturally. The whole placenta leaks inside the baby. The whole placenta comes out. See what they do is they they cut it and then they take the placenta with all the stem cells that are in it. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the baby don't get all the stem cells that be that's supposed to go on the baby. Oh shit, damn, dude, that's so badass. Because another thing, they also inject the babies as soon as they're born. They inject them with some fucking vaccines. Kate, okay. So well, yeah, I'm, like, when I did have the, the kids that I did have in the hospital, uh, we didn't get no shots. <laughs> okay, that's good. So the first one, which one did you have? The second one at home, or the first? I had three of them at home. So. You, I'm, how do I ask this? You knew that you wanted to do this, or you, or you had researched it, or how did this work out? How did this happen? Well, it started. It started from C-sections, right? We was going to the hospital, and they kept on trying to. Uh, oh, we gotta have um, do a C-section. You know, I'm a researcher, mm -hmm. so I put on some bullshit. I know that C-sections <laughs> cost. They get an extra thirty thousand dollars to do, or thirty forty thousand dollars to do a C-section. Right. So. So I know I see the money, and then they tell everybody the same thing. So I just research, like, what if you have the baby, this and this and that, going to CJ, what it happens if you have it? Right. If they say pelvic is twist or, or is tilted, whatever, and they say that 0.5% of the chance that anything can happen. Uh-huh. 1%. Damn. So were you afraid? I would be so afraid to do that. I was, in the middle, the first time I was, I was excited, but... I, I was in the middle. I, I'm gonna show you the video. Hmm. And your so and your lady like she was cool with this or you did you have to like? Um, uh, it was her decision. It was both our decisions. Really? She, she didn't get cut from C section, but she knows she didn't have to. Right. Why well, keep getting cut? Right. And no, so no drugs. She she did it naturally, completely. Just did it home, natural. Dude, natural. dude, I I applaud you. It was easier because she get the like she could just squat. Oh so yeah. Then when after we have laying down, you're not even supposed to lay down and have a baby. Oh yeah, like animals kind of, huh? That's wild. Wow, you know what I'm saying? So, oh, shit, man. Yeah, see, it even starts with that. The moment you come into this world, it's already fucked up. They already put you like with doctors in a sterile place. You don't have the placenta. You don't touch the mom as soon as you're born. It's as soon as yeah. as you come into this world, it's all fucked. But luckily, yeah, they turn you over with the birth certificate. Oh soon yeah. As you sign, soon as you sign the paper, it's a wrap. So how does that they work? Are, whenever they you... don't own you, they don't actually own you. They own your name. Yeah. Whatever name that your parents give you, they own that name, the straw man. So your the parents write it. They write it with a capital letter and then the rest uh, lowercase. You know, like yes. regular name. I write. But they, when they give you a paperback, it's all capitals. Right. And that represents so, the corporate version well, of you. Right. Huh? That represents the corporate version of you, the corporatized version of you that they own. It's, yeah, your straw man. Right. That's just your straw man. That's what you use for business. Yeah. Yeah. So how does it work when you have your kids at home? They don't have any birth certificates or anything? Don't need that. No. Dude, that, you're fucking rebel. Way more rebel than I am, dude. You're like, your kids are outside of the Matrix. Yeah, they're free. That's awesome, brother. Dang, I should have thought of that. I, I didn't. I, I relied on the hospital, but that's so much powerful. I, I, I'm, I'm sure your kid, but what about your kids? Are they awakened? Are they, or, or, or are they, are they, yeah, they're just born more. Right, right, right. 
I like I have a daughter and, and I want to talk to her so much about this stuff, but I don't. I want her to have her childhood, and I eventually will start teaching her about this stuff. But you have to teach her. You yeah, have, you don't have to go too crazy, but if she has questions, answer them the right way. Yeah, true. I I I don't ever hold anything back. I tell her the truth as it is. But um, uh, let's see. I wanted to ask you a couple other questions. Um, so we talked about overstand the creative process. Oh, I want to talk about DMT, brother. What is your experiences with DMT? I never took like DMT. No. No, but I just I, DMT. Your body, your pineal gland secretes DMT. Right, right. So you have you you think you had a psychedelic experience naturally? I, the one I've said, the one I was. <laughs> oh yeah, right, 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 right. That's when your DMT leak out. That's every time. Like yeah, astral travel plenty of times. Every time right. you travel, your your DMT is is, is secreting DMT. Mm -hmm. What about psychedelics? Have you ever messed with psychedelics? I tried, I did shrooms, but I don't know if I took enough, you know what I'm saying? But uh, shrooms, it just made everything look brighter Okay. for me, you know what I'm saying? I don't think I took enough, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. So, man, you've kind of, you've never done DMT, but you totally know what's what's going on in that in that realm. Because if you, if I studied plain out, man, and I understand. I know when, like, when you get the ringing in the air, I know when the plain out, man, click on. I know when I'm getting the download. I know when it's secreting, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Okay, since we don't have any DMT experiences, what about can cannabis, weed? Because I, I love weed, and I know rappers love weed. What What is your relationship with, with weed? <laughs> yeah, I love weed. Nah, I smoke. Uh, yeah, I, well... I know it's good for me. Sometimes I take fast. I take a lot of weed fast. Like, sometimes if I smoke, for sometimes I take a month off. Sometimes I take seven days off. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Just to, to make sure I'm not addicted to it. Right. Damn, you know sadly, I think I am. I, I, I smoke every day, and I, I, need, I, need, I do need to take a break. But do you ever use uh, weed? Does it ever give you inspiration to write? Have you wrote in anything because of weed? Like Every time? Yeah, that's how I freestyle. Oh, shit, damn. Hell yeah. The weed open up your pineal gland, too. Hell yeah. It lets the creative process go fl flow more freely. But the reason I wanted to bring it up, because I love cannabis, and I'm not saying that everyone needs to do it, but what I am saying is that cannabis and hemp, those plants alone, I feel, can change the world. Why? Because, first of all, you know, most potheads know that so many things can be made out of weed, like chemicals, fuel, medicine, rope, clothes. There's literally thousands Home, of... Everything. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing as hemp. Yeah, you can make thousands of products from weed. But why do they do it? If they're really talking about fucking global warming and saving the world... Legalize weed and hemp and make subsidize it by the government and because, make because they don't do that, especially not in America. Because at one point in time, before Columbus, we thrived off the of hemp. Everything was made out of hemp. Right. You know what I'm saying everything was made out of hemp. Mm -hmm. We use hemp to the fullest. Hemp the weed to the fullest, mm -hmm. and they know that. They know that's the most abundant grown beef. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So. Of course, they're not going to let that be super legal because they know that everybody's going to come up with They're going to take back the world. Oh, yeah, it definitely empowers you. And another thing from hemp is that you can make homes and material out of hemp. You can make hemp concrete and hemp wood and hemp it's stuff. That's what You can make homes. Everything right. is built out of it. And not only that, but the hemp, it actually pulls CO2 from the air. So if they're talking about global warming and CO2, legalize hemp and grow it everywhere, and you fucking bring down all the CO2 content in the world, but they don't. And here's another reason that I always say this. In, in the Bible, in Revelations, uh, Revelations 22, 2, it says, 
Down the middle of the great street of the city, on each side of the river, stood, stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. And to me, I, think, I truly think that that's cannabis because it says, bearing twelve crops of fruit. What that means is this plant gives many different types of fruit. It can be used for all kinds of stuff. So like, like uh, cannabis. I say, I say uh, cannabis is definitely one of them. But in reality, every leaf that's in the back of my house, around my home, is edible. And all of them can heal the body. Every last one of them. Oh, shit. So you have your own garden, your own food garden? Not right now. I'm not growing food at the moment. But I don't have to grow it because I have trees in the back of the house that you can eat. That I need. That's, that's badass, brother. But no, yeah, look, so it says 12 crops of fruit. And, uh, and then it also says yielding its fruit every month. So meaning the, every month this, this uh, plant is producing. And not every plant is like that. Most plants will produce something right, right. and they go through a season and then they have to re- regenerate. But this is saying that every month it gives fruit. So to me, I think this is cannabis. And yeah, the leaves are for the healing of the nations. And everyone, not smoked weed, but like, go ahead, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm agreeing with you. Okay. Yeah. Like, not everyone needs to smoke it, but if we can just use, make products off of this and stop using the fucking petrochemical industry and making plastics that are toxifying the world, make biodegradable products that are going to help us. But it's like, no, this is just goes to show that the people in control know what, what can empower us and actively diminish it and make it illegal. And I just think it's so fucked up that... I mean, that's well, but go, it's go not ahead. their job to do that. Right. It's, right. Our, it's our job to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't decide to keep us down. Right, right. It's our job to create the new world. Right, right, right. Yep, and we're doing it, brother. We're doing it. And slowly but surely, the people are waking up. And um, to, so as we start to end, I'd like to ask people as we close up, if you have any piece of information or something that you want to share to put out there to kind of like help the world or help people become closer to the truth or to God or to just empower themselves? Do you have any piece of information to leave the people with? First things first, I would say you have to love yourself. That's number one. You have to find a way to love yourself. Once you love yourself, you can love other people. Mm-hmm. If you don't love yourself 100%, you can't love another person 100%. Right, 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 right. It all starts with that. If you, if you, don't, if you can't see... The sanctity and the beauty that's inside of you that God created, you're not going to see it anywhere else. And, and that's another quote that I always, I always say. It's, they asked the guy, what are the solutions to the world? And he said, love is the answer. And you know, that's a cliche thing to say. But then he elaborated. He said, because if you love yourself, you take care of yourself. You eat properly. You sleep well. You're kind to your mind. You, you empower yourself. And this slowly starts leaching out into other parts of your life. You know, you keep your, uh, a clean house, a clean car, a clean mind. And, and eventually, this love that you have for yourself, others will notice it and see it and be like, oh, this guy doesn't drink. This guy doesn't do drugs. This guy's always talking about God. Maybe there's something to it. He's always happy. And yeah, man, that's a good answer. Just love yourself, right. people. It's the answer. It's the answer. Right. All right, Caddy. Yeah. So, yes, sir. This was great. Um, we didn't really talk about your music, but we will have another show for cool. sure because you, you have so much fucking knowledge. I didn't even ask you about You have so much stuff on, you know, on Instagram that I wanted to ask you. But d- you just have so much knowledge, and I'm so grateful for people out there like you who, like, 
like you said, you're making art, and it's not necessarily to put it out there to make money and be rich. You're doing it for knowledge, to help others. And that's, for me, one of the reasons that we're here on Earth is to serve one another and to raise each other's consciousness. And you're doing it, brother. And I just wanted to appreciate you for that. And um, can I, I was going to ask you for your permission. I want to end this, the, the show with your song, Overstand What I'm Saying. You can do that, yeah. Oh, and I wanted to ask you this, because in that song, you mentioned something about aliens and a pyramid. What, what's that about, brother? You said, in, in the song, yeah, you say, uh, there's a, I found an alien in my backyard and a pyramid nearby. Yeah, I was in Atlanta, I was in Atlanta, and I was, I was studying, researching ancient aliens, and ancient uh, beings, whatever, and I was just driving, went to a park, and then boom, ran into them. Nobody didn't even know where they were. Everybody just walking past it, just like it's a regular statue. And they had to be ancient statues right there. And then I did, and then when I did the video, I actually did it at the pyramids. Oh, yeah, 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 I saw that. But is it like a buried pyramid? It looks like it's buried, right? The mound. It's a pyramid mound. Right, dude. Because the, the, the first people here, which is my ancestors, we built pyramid mounds. Right. So you think there's an actual pyramid in, the, in that mound? Mound is a pyramid. Oh, shit. That's a different kind of pyramid, but they on top of the mounds they they had pyramid shaped uh, shit on the like homes on top of there. I don't know. Well, it's a lot. The mounds are used for so many things. We can get into that another time. So, did you feel different there? Did you feel like you were picking up energy or something while you were there? Good. Well, Atlanta and Georgia got a good vibration too. It just got a good vibration out there, regardless. Oh, that's good. That's interesting yeah. because I've heard several people they talk when they talk about going to like ancient monolithic sites they say they feel energy like they're picking up something from from I don't know the ley lines or the energy or the the buildings themselves. I wasn't there that long. I just shot the video there. I wasn't there meditating or nothing. Oh, okay. I wasn't there feeling. I mean, if I was feeling, I wasn't conscious of it. Right. I was just I was there to do the video. <laughs> cool. Cool. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, please go check out Caddy Indigo. Check out his music. He has a SoundCloud. I'm going to put all the links for y'all to go check him out. He has a YouTube account. He has songs put out. It sounds legit. And like, I'm t like I said earlier, it's unique. This is a, a unique person who's making art. And it's not like, in, like I said earlier, the radio. They're, it's all the same shit. They're using the same beats, the same uh, four, four chords. It's, all, it's just um, commercialized pop music. But go check out Caddy. You'll get a fresh, something like new and, and insightful, unique to, to this guy. So I'm going to end it now. Thank you all for being here, listening. Uh, please, y'all go check him out. I'm going to end with this song that he made. It's called Overstand What I'm Saying. And this is by uh, Caddy Indigo, a.k.a. King Unique Cranium. So remember, improve yourself, know thyself, find the others, and then you'll know what to do. Peace. Peace out. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. No, you stick on with me. We're going to call that. Yeah. Okay. Going hard in the paint like Brom Brom, but I know the game is rigged, so I gotta keep my third eye on. Models with me, walks, fake smiles, and damaged souls. Who rounded up and sold by criminals? Just found an ancient alien statue in my backyard. Found out about a pyramid not too far. The media is illusion, your mind is a computer, they program it with lies just so they can use your
future. We used to be brave niggas, fear to doubt. We a tomahawk cat, we a show. Scream louder and louder, who gon' help? Turn that belly fat in the die muscle. Lead that nine to five and start your own hustle. Love yourself and you don't need nobody else to. You can call as far as you believe, but to my fans, ready hear me. With my number one fan. Stay active till you free up in both worlds Stay natural in the mag, you don't need that cover, girl You don't gotta do a standing split to survive You don't gotta whip up the bricks all your life That dirty green paper really ain't worth nothing Now everywhere, cash will go all of a sudden If you want real wealth, gain in the peace You attract what you feel, it's not all about what you think We used to be brave niggas, fear the devil we a tomahawk cat, we a shovel Scream louder and louder, who gon' help? Turn that belly fat in the die muscle Lead that nine to five and start your own hustle Love yourself so you don't need nobody else to You can call as far as you believe But to my fans, ready, hear me With my number one fan Team to stay alive, you ain't gotta work another minute at five guys. People be running down path for no destination. Minds locked up, no luck for probation. Cartoons got more facts than Discovery Channel. And the stars can tell you exactly how to beat your battles. We used to be brave niggas, fears the devil. We a tomahawk cat, we a show. Scream louder and louder, who gon' help? Turn that belly fat in the die muscle. Lead that nine to five and start your own hustle. Love yourself, so you don't need nobody else to. You can call as far as you believe, but to my fans, ready, hear me. With my number one fan, looking for my number one fan. I like to meet ya, cause if you understand what I'm saying, if you understand me. Peace.